Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and good day to all of my fabulous international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the great TalkZone.com internet radio. And I'm excited, as always, to be talking to all of you out there as usual. I miss you guys, you know. This once a month thing, you know, it makes me, you know, like, oh, how are my listeners? I want to talk to them, but here I am now. And I certainly hope that all of you out there are doing well. Um, I'm praying consistently for so many people, as I know you guys are too, and for so many things that are needed to change in our world. You know, it is truly an unfortunate time, as I have said so many times that, um, you know, during my show that nothing lasts forever but God's love and that I know this to be true. And, um, you know, he sees what is, you know, happening in our world that he created, you know, from love and for love. And, um, you know, I just have faith listeners that, you know, things will get better because it has to get better, you know, because when you are down, the only way is up, right? Oh, my God. Okay. The weather, the weather, the weather. Well, we are coming up on fall, listeners, and the temps are still roaring in the southwest portions of this nation Texas and Louisiana, you know, have their violent hurricanes. COVID-19 numbers are down in this country primarily because people are not testing as much. Or is it actual? Racism is growing more and more prevalent in this country um, against our black and brown citizens. People are still losing their jobs, their homes. What about the children that are still locked up at the border? Listeners living in broken down tents, for example. It's more than a lot going on in this country. There seems to be no answer as to when we are, this country citizen, citizens going to get any relief. When are we going to see more efficient steps, you know, taken against COVID-19? How about a collaborative effort between all countries? You know, listeners, I do have the answers. All I can say is to continue to pray, continue to be there for one another and to get out and vote, vote and vote like your life depends on it because it actually does. Now, listeners, I want to ask you um, a question, you know, but um, let me bring my guest on because we have a lot to talk about. Um, my guest is the fabulous world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. Hello, Reginald. Thanks for being on my show today. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Brandy. Uh, good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Now, you know... I was going to um, ask my listeners, you know, about the physical places to go in to vote early. And, you know, so I started doing some investigation here about it, you know, and um, they're saying that the services are available in, you know, states and things. So I'm just wondering, have any of my listeners heard about not just, you know, early voting with your ballot, but you can physically go into places 
to vote early. Are you hip to that, Reginald? Uh, no, I no, I'm not. Um, I, I, I think by each state, um, kind of pursuant to what Brother Joe Madison, I was listening to his his program this morning you know, for the last couple hours, and it it may depend on on each state and each city. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be uh, you know, so we need to be cognizant to to check out because what happens in Philadelphia or the state of Pennsylvania may be different from, uh, you know, the Commonwealth of, 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 of Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Maybe different than, than Connecticut or Illinois or, or Texas or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So now I decided to go on the website, azcleanelections.gov. Okay. To, to find out some information. And, um, you know, they don't make it very easy uh, for you, uh, Reginald and my listeners, to find this information out. And it's, and it's like, why? So the website has in part, it says, when are in-person early voting locations available? Well, it says in-person early vocation, uh, voting locations are available beginning 27 days before the election through the Friday before election day. So now hours of operation may vary by location. Locations typically include the county recorder's office as well as designated locations across the voters county. So the county recorder's office, I'm thinking from what I just read, you can go there and do early voting. That's what I got out of it. So voters can find a list of on-site early voting locations by visiting our election detail page. Um, And there's a hyperlink for that. And it goes on to say, just so you know, I have not yet found out exactly where you can go. Otherwise, I would be telling you. Okay, so I did listeners uh, put in an email to the person. um, You know, they they said that if you have a question, Reginald, you know, you can email. So I emailed them and I got a response back just like that. And I was like, I was impressed because it was kind of late at night, maybe like seven o'clock. And um, and he said that, um, you know, he sent me a link, another, you know, like three more links. And uh, so I'm going to have to do some more investigating on this before, you know, when I report to you guys, you know, next month, I'll be able to have more information about it. But right now I don't. But, you know, I invite you guys to go and do some investigating if you haven't already about physically going in, you know, early to vote. So. You're asking, why am I talking about in-person, you know, voting early? Because it's going to be, unfortunately, Reginald, a very long election night on November 3rd. And and as you know, people are going to be out there in droves, you know, with extremely long lines, mail-in ballots that need to be counted before declaring a winner, which is going to be Joe Biden. So please be sure that you are registered and that you know and keep up with where your voting place is if you are voting in person on election day, for example, because there's always going to be subject to change intended hiccups. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, it's important to uh, find out all of these things because, you know, the unfortunate thing is that they don't want you to vote. You know, you're asking why do they why do they make it difficult? Because they don't want you to vote. And as mm-hmm. Kamala Harris was asking, why is it? that they don't want you to vote. Well, anyone with common sense uh, or person of color should know why they don't want you to vote. 
you know, they don't want you to vote because they don't want you to uh, be represented. They don't want your vote to count. They don't want the, the changes in this country to be made that need to be made and for them to remain in power and do the stupid, ignorant, okie-doke, racist things that uh, the Republican Party has done. So that's mm-hmm. why they don't want you to vote. So it's important exactly. that we vote. Because when Democrats vote in droves, they always win. Yep. Period. Always. Yep. And, yep. And, and I believe that people need to vote and just, you know, just let me say this right quick. You know, okay. it, it, it doesn't need to be anything close. You know, it, it, it's like it's like a heavyweight or welterweight fight. You don't go into the fight thinking I'm going to get maybe get a decision, try and get a decision from the from the champion. So you go in and knock the champion out. So this way it's no, no you know, it, it's not close. One judge may not, you know vote for this guy uh, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, you go in and you knock his ass out. So it's a straight mm-hmm. up, you know, decision. And it's the same thing with voting. When we go in and vote in droves, you knock them out and there is no contest. Exactly. And you know what? Let me say this, too. Um, um, congrats to Joe Biden for choosing Kamala Harris as his vice president pick. Um, I feel listeners that this is going to, that this is a dynamite selection. I know that I have said on my show that, you know, that I was not a fan of Kamala and Cory, Cory Booker, but you know, the thing is, is that because I'm for who I am for at that time and I wanted Joe Biden to be the pick. So Joe Biden did, that did happen. And as he was picking his vice president, I, I feel that it is a total win-win um, uh, 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 collaboration between him and, and Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris um, also made um, um, history, national history, with being the first uh, woman of color um, to be, um, you know, the vice president um, uh, choice and uh, of this country. Um, she has a wealth of education. She, you know, was a district attorney. Then she was attorney general. She, you know, and of course she is as a lawyer. And one thing I always said is that I think that people who are presidents and vice presidents need one thing they need to do is be um, educated in the law original. I always did say that and or just be a lawyer uh, because it makes a it it helps. Let's say that um, she is very well spoken. Um, she has, uh, as I said, uh, not only a wealth of education, but she has wealth of experience. So she knows uh, what to do. She knows how to do it. And um, I think it's just dynamite. So congratulations to um, Kamala Harris for being uh, the vice president ch- uh, choice. And congratulations to Joe Biden. And, um, and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to having a, you know, a great turnout November 3rd, in spite of the naysayers saying it's going to be this kind of calamity happening and that kind of calamity happening. You know, I believe in positives. I know that there's going to be some st- some shim sham stuff trying to happen, Reginald, but people have to remember that, you know, God is still in control. So, I mean, can we say president Barack Obama, they said that wouldn't happen, but it did twice. So uh, (laughs) anything you would like to say, Reginald? Yeah, just quickly, um, uh, you know, just personally, I don't, I don't uh, uh, feel that a person should be an attorney in order, in order to serve, but I think that a person should have served in, in office should have served, 
um, uh, in, in the Congress, in the United States Senate, as a, as a governor, you know, has served one or two terms in, in that capacity. You know, because even to serve on the United States Supreme Court, you don't have to be an attorney. Um, in a lot of, uh, 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 of states, uh, uh, you have to be an attorney. Uh, but in the United States Supreme Court, per the Constitution, you don't have to be an attorney. Or you need somebody with experience who has served as a governor, who has served, you know, because Ronald Reagan wasn't a governor. Or, I mean, wasn't, oh, uh, wasn't a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> or you know, or uh, uh, neither was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger you know, or, or any of that. I'm just one, one not to inter- interrupt you, brother, but all I'm saying is, as I said in the beginning, that's just one thing that I feel. I also feel that, yes, they need to have all those other things. I think that they need to have community, um, um, uh, community, you know, organizing uh, community matters, um, b- being a mayor or whatever. They need to have have served in some of those capacities, you know, one or more, or two or three of them. But I'm just saying that's just one, because then by this way, it helps them to better understand how the laws of this country work versus somebody advising you having a bunch of high-powered attorneys talking to you. You could talk to them just as well as they could talk to you about the law and this and that instead of trying to educate you on it and you really don't understand it. So that's that's why I said it. But I know that you don't have to be, I mean, you don't even have to be um, in the state of Arizona. You don't have to be an attorney to serve on the, on the um, you know, as a, as a judge on the bench, you know. So I've done it for eight years. So I that's all I was saying that I just feel that that would be, you know, very nice, you know, if they were, um, you know, have, have some law, you know, background in their in their uh, pocket. It would help them to understand a whole lot, you know, about some other things that we're going to talk about. But but go ahead. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted you to understand that and my listeners to understand that I'm not just saying that, hey, you know, you need to be an attorney because. You know, I'm that's the field that I'm in. I'm just saying that that's just one. That's just one. I think that that would help. And of course, you know, if they were a senator or, um, you know, U.S. representative, as I said, mayor and all of those things combined will, I think, will help. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, what, I was, what I was just trying to say is that you need to have, in my opinion, some uh, experience of, of working in, in government. To mm-hmm. uh, you know, to have some experience or have experience, uh, you know, because because uh, uh, prior to President Obama, uh, you know, he was a community organizer. Uh, oh and, yeah, and Republicans made fun of that. You know, it's like oh, you know, so so I I just think it's important, you know, That's to because they're to ignorant. Know mm-hmm. how government to have served and know how government works. That's all exactly. Exactly. No, I'm I'm I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you on that. But I'm saying I I, I feel that in with all of that, you said, in addition to that, will that will help. Because pres- speaking of President Barack Obama, he is an he, he is an attorney, he and his wife. And he also uh, was very um, astute in teaching constitutional law. So there you go. All right. Speaking of that, Reginald, this is a good piggybacking on the next thing that I want to discuss with you about which your eyebrows are going to raise Kanye West for president. So Kanye West made it to made it onto the ballots in three more states. This is Vanity Fair reporting on 826 2020 by Emily Kirkpatrick. 
Now, it says, Reginald, after legal disputes, multiple missed deadlines, and close brushes with electoral fraud, Kanye West finally got his name onto the presidential ballot in three more states. It was confirmed, Reginald, on Tuesday that the rapper officially qualified to appear on the ballot in Idaho and Minnesota as an independent candidate in the 2020 presidential elections, according to the Secretary of State's in both states. Mark Goins, Tennessee coordinator of elections, also confirmed to the Tennessee to the to the Tennessean, a local newspaper, that West had met the state's qualifications to appear on the ballot, and the office had county stop verifying the signatures, get this regional, after three hundred and thirty two were confirmed to be valid. <laughs> okay. Voter uh, valid voter signatures have been the major hurdle of West campaign thus far. He failed to make the ballot in Illinois. Thank you, Jesus. New Jersey. Thank you, Jesus. And Ohio. Thank you, Jesus. As it was determined that many of the signatures he submitted as part of his petition to be listed as an independent candidate were valid due to several times, including no last name, no municipality listed and people who were not registered to vote or didn't live in the state. Now, it says to Reginald that despite these difficulties, however, the rapper has managed to make it onto the ballot in Arkansas, Colorado, Oklahoma, Utah, and Vermont. According to TMZ, West, or at least the third party petitioning group he's hired to work on his behalf, let the votes decide, has now turned his full attention to Arizona. He'll need to collect 37,769 signatures in just over a week to get the ticket and is reportedly willing to spend up to $500,000 to get the job done. Your comments, my handsome brother? Well, I don't see... First of all, it, it, it's a... It's a it's, I was going to say it's a joke, but it's not a joke. You know, there's just a way to, to divide, take the yep. attention off. I don't see how Kanye West can get thirty some thousand votes uh, right in. Uh, I mean, uh, signatures in Arizona within within a week. So there's always some okie doke going on. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, if 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 people wanted him, you, you know, you can just do him as a write in ballot. Why even do this? You know, to have mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. ballot. So it's a way to it's a way to distract. Uh, but I, you know, just hope people do not go for the okie doke. Don't drink the Kool Aid uh, because we don't have time for that. Uh, this country is at stake. Democracy is at stake, and we don't have time for that. We don't have time. I'm just going to say it. We don't have time for a wasted vote. Okay. Uh, speaking of um, what we just spoke about before, I went into this about Kanye West. Um, so I know that we have had candidates such as Ronald Reagan, um, this thing that's in the White House that slaves built, um, and, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, we can go on down the list of people who did not have what uh, we have talked about that we would like to see candidates have. He certainly is like so far from that. Um, you know, we don't have time, you know, like you're saying, for fun and games. Or, you know, uh, mishaps, because this country's soul is definitely at stake here. Okay. 
um, it's important that, you know, we get, we raise our voices to whoever it is that you're voting for, but stop wasting your vote on candidates who, you know, do not, who has slim to none chance of winning. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, we don't have time for that. It's, um, you know, because of, uh, you know, John Anderson, uh, in 1980, which, uh, you know, took votes away from, uh, President Carter, uh, mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. Ralph, Ralph Nader, uh, mm-hmm. took votes away from, uh, 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 uh Vice President, um, uh, that's, I'm sorry, who served, uh, who served under, uh, uh, Bill Clinton. I'm so sorry. I can't, can't recall his um, name. For right I now. know. Yeah. I know uh, you're, you're talking um, about, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if she's listening, I, I apologize for that. Um, uh, so that's okay. You'll have, think of it in a second. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for mm-hmm. that. But this is the way that it's always been to distract, to hold you away, to use racism, you know, all of that. And, you know, just go back to Nixon's Southern strategy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in, in 1968. And, and that's what the Republicans have been doing since. Well, they, you know, were racist prior to that, uh, but, but mm-hmm. Nixon actually put in a strategy, which he described as the Southern strategy, which exactly. uh, the Republican Party has been using since. Because they figured that it is more racism located in the South that will help them to get voted. That's basically all what it is, listener, you know. I mean, look at Ronald Reagan, what he did, <laughs> you know. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I just think Reginald, that it's time that this country with everything that has gone on, um, past and present that, you know, as you said, he shouldn't even be allowed, you know, if you, if you want to be haphazard in your, in your voting, um, then, that's up to you. You can do that. You have choices, okay, in life. That's something you can do, want to do, then do it. But all I'm saying is this country is definitely in dire straits, that we really need to turn this thing around quickly, fast and quick. You know what I'm saying? Another thing, um, Reginald, I want to talk about is what the hell has ever happened to running on your record? You know what I'm saying? So, like, back in the day when, um, you know, candidates would get voted, and this all encompasses having the wherewithal to even be a candidate with all of what we just said before. I say, you know, about being uh, having the uh, education about law combined with community um, services, uh, being on, I don't care if you're being on the board of a school, um, helping people. Um, being a senator, state representative. Um, but whatever happened to running on your record? Because, Reginald, if that's the case, if you had them just running on your record, then, you know, it would be a clean sweep with this election. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and who I was trying to think of is uh, Vice President Gore. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you should have a record to run on if you if you served in office, and if you haven't served in office, you run on your record of, of what you have done prior to serving in in office. So anybody who you know has not served in in, in office, be it mayor, 
governor, you know, whatever, you know, you have ideas of what you want to do. And, you know, when you mm-hmm. take that office, and, and this is what I've done prior to serving, and this is what, um, of, of, you know, of why I would be a good candidate for this office because I was a community organizer, because I was a therapist, because I, uh, was a school teacher, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because I was a union organizer. You know, these mm-hmm. are the things that, that you want to do. Now, the Republican Party, what, what uh, this guy is doing right now, is running away from his record. He has a record. He has a horrendous record. Oh, and he's yeah. running away from his record. You know, so just some of the parts that I, that I watched the last couple of days, you know, his son has the audacity to say, and other puppets who have been popping out there, that, that he quickly... You know, when this pandemic started, he quickly took action. And like, are you kidding me? He, he quickly took action. And, and, and what I like about MSNBC, that Nicole Wallace, Rachel Maddow, and, and, and Joy, right away, in real time, they cut away and said, no, this is what actually happened. So I want to commend mm-hmm. MSNBC, Joy, um, and 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 uh, her her two colleagues, Rachel, you know, Rachel who in, mm-hmm. in, in real time, you know, mm-hmm. cut away and 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 set the record straight. And this is what more. And if people uh, had networks had done that during the last four years and prior to that, maybe we wouldn't be in this condition that in we're this situation in. exactly. And because that's a very important question, you know, as I as I was in my prayer uh, talking with, you know, God the other day, I'm like, whatever happened to people running on their record? For example, Reginald, instead of talking about people and 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 this and that, where's the proof it at in the pudding? You know, you have all of these folks going up. Uh, I did not listen to the convention. I'm telling you guys right now, I can't. However, I do have sound, sound bites, especially, you know, I'm reporting right now. And and uh, Reginald, they're 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 talking about just like what you're saying. What his son said, he quickly worked on it, and then you got his wife talking about how she see him um, uh, working hard day and night and all. Okay, well, if that is the case, he's the sitting president right now, unfortunately. Okay, temporarily, and so where's the proof is in the pudding? I mean, our country is in dire straits. Everything that you can basically think of that can happen is happening. All right. So that's even listen, listeners, even in a job interview. All right. Let's say that, oh, wow, there's a position that that's available. I see it, you know, on my on my computer and I'm going to apply for it. Okay. so you have, let's say, no college experience. um, And but you but you uh, apply for this position that is asking for 30 years of experience, this and that, the whole list, you know what I'm saying, Reginald, and you go and you interview for that job. So they're going to turn you down because you don't have the qualifications. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? It's the same thing. And and going back to also what you're saying that uh, Wallace and Maddow and and all the other fabulous women, how they played it in real time, I'm glad they did. I didn't see that. The first thing he said was, "Oh, we only have one case, so we'll see how we'll see how that happens." 
oh, it's a hoax. It's the Democrats trying to ruin the, the you know, the Republicans. And so what is he talking about? Don't forget America as you are going there to the polls. Don't forget what has actually transpired. Let's not forget that. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? This is what I want to bring home to the people. And I think that this is a very good question. Now, you know, Reginald, you know, we have people listening to us, right? Now, mm-hmm. if we hear somebody on the news saying, let's talk about, you know, whatever happened to <laughs> running on your record, we'll know where they got that from. They were listening. Okay. <laughs> In, any more comments, Reginald? Uh, exactly. There's times and I've heard people say things that we said, so I know they're listening. Uh, you know, and, and, and absolutely, and what, what they're hoping is that you forget. What they're exactly. hoping is that, that you don't remember. And, mm-hmm. and uh, actually, the example you used, I was going to use that as well, as far as, you know, uh, an interview, your resume, when you interview for a job, you're running on your record. You're interviewing mm-hmm. on your record. What have you done to show that you can perform in the capacity of this job? of the things that we need you to do uh, to perform these jobs, you know, this job. So, so we all have to run on our record with a kid before a kid. Let's put it this way. Before a kid can go from fifth grade to sixth grade, from seventh to eighth, from high school to, to college, you know, it, your transcripts show your record, what you have done in able to get into this school and able to get into this, this trade school in order to, you know, get into this cosmetology school or whatever. So, yeah, we mm-hmm. all run on, on our records. We all run on our records, and I don't want people to forget that. As I said, my analogy of a job interview, you can't go from being a janitor to vice president and and and, and overseeing a, a $500 billion organization and you have no experience. That in itself right there. And then he's he's talking about this thing in the White House that slaves built, talking about what he's going to do, you know, about the pandemic. And and um, um, his wife was saying, you know, that she, you know, sorry that this is happening to people and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, you know what? As a wife. All right. I'm going to say that if my husband and all these and all the wives out there, if my husband isn't doing uh, what he's supposed to do. uh it's not going to be a good thing, not in my household, okay? You're not going to treat people any kind of way. You're not going to say things to people any kind of way. My question is, Reginald, where was she when all of this took off? Where was her voice then? I don't I don't recall her saying anything then about what he's going to do and, and this and that. And, 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 and one other thing, too, listeners, before I go, um, TMZ was interviewing um, uh, Buttigieg. Okay. Now, the thing is, just let me say this. Okay. Is that my brother and I have talked about the varying candidates when they were vying to be the, you know, the the potential candidate for the Democratic convention. And, you know, we both said our opinions of the candidates. However, what I love about all of the candidates is how they have all come together in support of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And they're being being very outspoken about it, brother. I love this. Now, um, TMZ was interviewing uh, Buttigieg, and they were asking him questions about the various things that's going in about Kenosha. We're going to talk about that next. And um, and the and the and um, uh, this person in the uh, White House while well, her speech. And so uh, Buttigieg said, and I'm plagiarizing, but he said, and I told told you this yesterday, brother. 
that how he said, you know, she's talking about an individual that has the same name as her husband. But I would like to meet who he is. <laughs> he's got the same name. He's got the same name as your husband. But that's not the hus- that's not the person you're talking about. So I would like to know who this person is that you're talking about. I'd love to meet him. A person that stays up all night worrying about the country and all of this stuff. Come, Reginald, come on now, really? You really think America is that stupid? No, we're not. We're not. Any last comments on this, Reginald? Yeah, well, but the, yeah, but that's what they're counting on, America being that stupid. That, you know, that, that's what they're counting on, and that's why people need to get out there and, and, and vote. And just a litany of Republicans who are supporting uh, Joe Biden, uh, Carly Fiorano, exactly. you know, who ran uh, last time, uh, Jeff Flake. Uh, that almost, yeah. almost fell out of my chair yesterday when I read that uh, former U.S. Senator from Arizona, Jeff Flake. And, and just yes. a litany of, of, of other high-level Republicans, someone who served on on, on Trump's transmit, uh, transition team. You know, it's so, mm-hmm. so it's just, it, you know, it, it's clear because, again, it, it, it's, it's not about this party stuff. Right now, it's about the soul of this, this country. country exactly and and then they're 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 talking crap and and i i know i said i was going to get off this subject because i want us to talk about something else but they're talking about this crap you know well the obama administration didn't leave us anything they didn't leave us anything yes he did he left you the playbook of what to happen with this pandemic you know i had one individual uh, she and i were talking and he said well you know like the ebola you know well you know, uh, they, we didn't we didn't hear anything about that. No, because President Barack, no, he's smart. Obama sent an entourage there to contain that. That's why you didn't hear much about it with the H1N1, the same thing. So who was by his side when he was doing this? Joe Biden. Don't be fooled, America. We don't need to do this this um uh, uh four more years of this crap. And and you know he wants to be king. I mean, we're also going to talk about the Hatch Act. So let's 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 get off of this. Okay, so killing of another black man in this country. Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back, leaving him paralyzed, not certain if he will walk again. And I want to say, and I want to say to his mother his family, his beautiful children, that I'm so sorry that this happened to your father. And I know that vindication will come because God is in control and I'm praying for you. Now, this took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And U.S. News is reporting that Kenosha uh, police officer who shot Jake, uh, Mr. Blake, names Rustin Shesky. And this is a report by Peter Beaumont on 8-27-2020. It says in part, Reginald, to my listeners, that police in Kenosha, the Wisconsin city rocketed by protests and deadly violence since the shooting of Jacob Blake, have named the officer who fired multiple bullets into Blake's back. Rustin Shesky, and they have his picture up there too, Reginald. Did you see it? Who has yeah. been who has been employed by the Kenosha Police Department for seven years, was named as the officer caught on video firing seven times into Blake's back 
at almost point blank range as he held him by his shirt. And if any of you have not seen that video, please go pull it up. The shooting of Blake, Mr. Blake, he was 29 years of age, was seen as the latest incident of the police using potentially lethal force against African-Americans amid weeks of Black Lives Matter protests sparked by the issue. As the U.S. Department of Justice said, it was launching a civil rights investigation into the shooting to be led by the FBI. Why did they need to have an investigation when you, it's right there? The Wisconsin governor, Tony Evers, authorized the department, the deployment of 500 members of the National Guard to Kenosha, doubling the number of troops in the city. As a result, we have um, massive protests, uh, Reginald, that have now turned violent involving the police and those protesting against something that is not right in this country. Now, the man who said he made the widely circulated cell phone video of Blake's shooting has said he heard officers yell, drop the knife, drop the knife, before the shots were fired. The guy said, he said he didn't see a knife in Blake's hands. Now, it was reported on another media venue, Reginald and my listeners, that uh, um, Mr. Blake did have a knife, but it was in his car. Now, Donald, this person, has dispatched the hundreds of federal agents to the city, and the governor has deployed the state's National Guard as violence failed to abate despite the imposition of curfew because people are angry. Federal agents, that is what, um, federal agents deployment, Reginald, this is something that he does, this thing in the White House that slaves built, instead of addressing the real issue head on. The article goes on to say, with protests elsewhere in America still lingering over the 25th of May death of George Floyd, whose neck was pinned to the ground by a Minneapolis police officer. The Kenosha events revived debates about racism in the criminal justice system, casting a shadow over the Republican National Convention. Your thoughts, my handsome brother. Well, not one thing was mentioned at the convention about this incident. Not one thing. Nothing. So that shows what they think about it, which is nothing. Silence speaks louder than any words. And how sick and cruel can you mm-hmm. be to murder or attempt to murder another human being? And, and it's the old playbook of yelling, drop the weapon, stop resisting. Exactly. Exactly. You, you know, so you try and have exactly. that out there, you know, and, and in plain sight, so many times of, of, of incidents I have seen, even before this, even before the, the death of Mr. Floyd, and, you know, two, three years ago, you know, you mm-hmm. hear the, oh, drop, stop resisting, stop resisting, and the person is on the ground in handcuffs. You know, mm-hmm. how, so, so it's that try and cover, that and I feared for my life. Oh, I've God. never heard of so many police officers being afraid, afraid. of exactly. that job. Then you need to do something else. Look, there's risk in any job that you do. Mm-hmm. If you're a teacher, there's a risk, especially with this going on. 
If, mm-hmm. if you're a carpenter, there's risk. If, you know, let's just, let's just go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But it's the systemic racism in this country where people are tired of it. And not just exactly. black people, not just people it's- of color. Look and see the number of white Americans or white citizens who are out there protesting because they're realizing what affects one affects us all. Exactly, brother. But you know what? They, the basket of deplorables, don't see it that way. Okay? Now, let me say this. Okay? This is a good, a good segue. The article goes on to say this. You know, about the video. And like I said before, if you haven't seen it, pull it up. And it's about this this fool by the name, last name of Rittenhouse. He's 17 years of age. He's from Antioch, Illinois. And he was finally taken into custody in Illinois on suspension of first degree intentional homicide. Okay, Antioch is about 15 miles from Kenosha. All right. Now, two men were killed on Tuesday night and a third was wounded in an attack apparently carried out by a young white man who was caught on cell phone video opening fire in the middle of the street with a semi-automatic rifle. Rittenhouse had allegedly traveled with a weapon. I'll say that again. Rittenhouse had allegedly traveled with a weapon to Kenosha after calls on social media, okay, for armed vigilantes to protect businesses following the police shooting of Blake. Now, following the fatal shooting late on Tuesday night, Wednesday's protests in Kenosha were smaller and mostly peaceful with both police and the militia members staying away from protesters. Reginald, you know, there's so much that can be said about that, but we just don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. But first of all, why didn't the police tell them like the police told these two guys when they were... um, I told the two guys that when all of this broke out in Scottsdale and they were thinking, you know, like I said, the basket of deplorables that, okay, we're going to go down there. We're going to handle this. We're going to, so here they come with their weapons. Like, like, uh, Buddha just said, the, the weapons that these people are carrying is what he was given when he was in Afghanistan. Okay. And, and, um, and, and they're going to, oh, we're going to have the police immediately, told them, no, you're going to stand down. That's what you're going to do. But the police, according to varying media outlets, said that they welcomed them. And as this white young man, the crowd is telling him because they had grabbed them and trying to hold them for the police, and they let him go, and they're saying, he's the shooter. He shot two people. And they they were giving him water and everything else. Your comments, Reginald? Yeah, and also there's... uh, uh you know, information of his social media activity. Um, there's video of him at a Trump rally in the front row of a Trump rally. Um, um, 17 years old with an automatic rifle, with a with a assault rifle. You know, all, yeah. all of these things. Uh, the video I saw yesterday um, after the shooting, you know, show where he actually did the shooting, and he's he's walking, you know, with yep. his hands up, with his weapon still strapped to the front of him, and the police vehicles are just driving past him. 
No one stopped him. No police video stopped nope. him. He walked up nope. to one of the police cars after the, yep. all of the other ones had passed him by. Not one police officer got out of it. You would think if there's someone walking with an automatic weapon strapped around them, that as an officer, you would take action. You would either get out of the car or, you know, to, to tell that person, you know, get on the ground. Or gonna, you, you know what I mean? It's like, really? If he they, were a personal caller, that would happen. Well, it's, it's like the, the, the idiot who killed the people in the church, you know, a few years ago in North Carolina, South Carolina, whatever that was. The officers went to Burger King and bought him food. And brought it back. Okay. They bought him Burger King. King. They went yep. to Burger King. And Joy Reid addressed that yesterday or, or the day before as, as well. You know, so the how a black man or woman is treated compared to this. Yep. It's night and day. You went and got oh, him yeah. Burger King after he murdered three, four, five people. How many it was? Really? Really? Wow. And see, and this is what they were saying, uh, different um, news commentators were saying, and also um, 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 Buttigieg, he was also saying that they want people all over to see, see, this is what happens if you're white, and see, and this is what happens if you're black. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. If that if that were a person of color, it would have went a whole total different way. So is you that know? white privilege? Is that white privilege or not? So well, so, so when people talk about white privilege, you know, some people want to say, and I'm not saying all white people because it's not this way. But well, that's why types, that's why I call them. I'm sorry, Rachel. That's why I call them the basket of deplorables because this is not saying that. No, no, I'm not generalizing at all. It, we're talking about the few. That's it. <laughs> but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. now, how is how is that not white prison? How mm-hmm. is not murdering five or six people in a church, and then they go and get him Burger King because he's hungry? How is that? I'm like, really? Like, really? You know? Wow. How is white wow. prison not when you're a World War II American black soldier? A Nazi prisoner, a Nazi German German prisoner can sit on the front of the train, but you as a black GI have to sit on the back of the train behind this Nazi prisoner. Really? Yep. Really? What does that do to your psyche? Really? And you yep. wonder why? Really? Why people are mad. Why people are mad. Why people are mad. And that is a general statement. As you said before, they're all mad. They're more than sick and tired of what's going on in this country. And I've always said that there is a difference between, okay, I'm sick and tired. But when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that's what this is. Now, let me say this. I'm not condoning, as I've always said, any kind of violence. But as I said, the First Amendment, they're always talking about the First Amendment. Well, this is these people's rights. We have the right to go out and protest when their things aren't right in this country. We have that right, you know, but you don't have a right to go down the street with an assault weapon or police officer uh, grab someone by the shirt and just unload his his gun in their back. You know, I'm so sorry that this happened to this young man, but I'm happy that his life 
was not taken. You know, and his children were there. They saw that. I mean, you know, ooh, Kama got her work cut out for her. All right, Reginald, let's go to the Hatch Act. This is something you and I have talked about. Okay, exactly what is it? The Hatch Act generally prohibits federal employees from engaging in political activities while on duty in a government room or building while wearing an official uniform or while using a government vehicle. This is by DOI.gov. It was named for former Senator Carl A. Hatch, Democrat, New Mexico, and the law has been on the books for 81 years. Okay. Now, the Hatch Act is a federal law that was passed in 1939, limits certain political activities of federal employees as well as in some states. D.C. and local government employees who work in connection with federal funded programs. This is OSC.gov. An employee who violates the Hatch Act is subject to a range of disciplinary actions, including removal from federal service, reduction in grade, debarment from federal service for a period not to exceed five years, suspension, letter of reprimand, or a civil penalty not to exceed $1,000, says OSC.gov. So, Here's the question. What is the Hatch Act? Is Trump violating it at the RNC? Okay. That's the that's the question. Now, the Hatch Act, this is a that article, you know, by New York Times by Zach Montague on 826-2020. He says that the Hatch Act also bars civil servants from running for political office or using their titles while participating in public and political activities. Okay, Melania Trump delivered her convention remarks from the White House Rose Garden on Tuesday. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo addressed the convention from Israel while on an official diplomatic trip to the Middle East and North Africa. And, you know, that thing in the White House that slaves built and other officials took part in naturalization ceremony and a presidential pardon as the convention cameras rolled. He also had two um, um, of our military open the door as he walked through. Your comments, Reginald? You know, the person, the, 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 the people who were uh, being sworn in, um, the, the new American citizens, they were unaware that they were going to be used basically as a prop. Uh-huh. And some of them spoke out against that because they had no idea that, uh, you know, they were going to be used in, in that way. Um, as far as the Hatch Act, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't care. I mean, can we say a emolument? He, he mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, from day one, how many emolument laws has he broken? They don't care. Nope. And even on your job, you know, you can't, Sometimes you can't even sell Girl Scout cookies, you know, while you're on the job. You can't use the company car to go and buy groceries while you're on the job. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's no, it's it's no different because it muddles, it muddies the water of what your your job is and what you're actually doing and why and like it causes, like in in my opinion. The hack that shows that 
the government is okay and is behind what you're doing. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a company car, the company, yeah. hey, you can't use this to go and buy your groceries or, or do whatever that would show that, hey, the company is okay with you using the car to go and buy your groceries or do whatever, you know, while you're on the job. So, mm-hmm. but, but they don't care because okay. no one has said anything all this time. You know, it's like a kid who, you know, I was talking to a parent yesterday in a session. Well, Reggie, he keeps doing such and such. Have you told him to stop? Have you given him the consequences? Have you put no? Well, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to continue because you have not begun to give him consequences if he doesn't stop and explain mm-hmm. to him why this is wrong. So it's the same so- thing with this. So they don't care. Uh, Well, the article says Judd Deere, a White House spokesman, said on Monday that the staff members aiding this person in the White House that slaves bill will be careful to abide by the law. Why the restrictions restrictions do not apply to this thing in the White House himself. Any staff members assisting with the speech are likely to be doing so in violation of the act. While violation of the Hatch Act was intended to be a fireable offense, that outcome has been exceedingly rare in modern politics by most legal interpretations. The thing in the White House is the only person who can terminate political appointees by violating the law. For most other career officials, violations are reviewed by the United States Merit System Protection Board. Though the board can prosecute and punish uh, civil servants for violations, they um, a finding by the Office of Special Counsel and a political appointee violated the Hatch Act would be left to this thing in the White House. That's it. I'm like, really, Reginald? Really? That's what that's this is what I'm saying. So this is why I like to um, you know, research um and, and give my uh listeners, you know, a definite real and true information, you know, about the Hatch Act you know, act, you know, and, but the thing is, it still was in violation. There were violations, you know, so, but that's also something that could be talked about for a while. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I have like four, four minutes left. Um, but I wanted to ask you this real, real quick, Reginald, with the time that um, uh, we have. Oh, but first of all, you know, I'm still hoping and praying for justice for Breonna Taylor. I wanted to get that out there. I want to get that out there because that has yet to uh, happen um, for this young lady and her family. So I'm, I'm praying on that. Um, Jane Pauley, the host of CBS Sunday morning stated that she was experiencing a breakout of hives 20 years ago, Reginald, as she went to the doctor for an exam, it was not only discovered she had hives. Okay. But she was bipolar as well. Now in your professional, professional, uh, career, Reginald, do you know of any correlation of what I just stated? Because when she was talking um, on Sunday morning, she said that it was discovered that she had, that she was bipolar as well. So mm-hmm. how, where is the correlation of that for my listeners? Yeah, the correlation is, is that our, it just shows how our physical and mental health is so intertwined of how 
our mental health can affect our physical health. And, and you know, I, I'm a uh, living witness of, of that, of how our physical mental health can affect our physical health and physical health can affect our mental health and how it's so intertwined and how it's so important to treat both. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because you can discover, well, why is this? Why, why is my blood pressure way up like that? You know, why is, well, you know, why am I, well, you know, has there been tragedy in the past that you experienced? And especially mm-hmm. early childhood uh, tragedy or loss as, a, as an adult, I mean, as a child, as a, as a uh, adolescent, you know, it is, is um, you know, evidence-based that that can and will have an effect on you later on in life if it isn't addressed. Uh, at at an early age, so mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of these things, you know, what I'm talking about are evidence based facts, and that's why it's important for doctors, uh, medical professionals, to address both. Of you know, have you had tragedy? Have you you know to address the the, the mental health part along with the physical part because they're both intertwined. Mm-hmm. 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 So I I just found that very interesting because I want people to realize that there is a, you know, correlation. I'm sure that they know this already, but, you know, and, and, and a lot of that, you know, has to do with what's going on right now, um, Reginald, you know, so, um, oops, I got one minute left. Um, okay. Um, yeah, a lot of it has to do with what is going on right now um, in this country. And, and it's, you know, so I want people to be cognizant of that. And to take care of yourself, you know, um, um, you know, uh, uh, and and, uh, you know, to realize that if you're breaking out in hives or something like that, go to your doctor. Don't mess around with it and find out what is the, you know, the cause or the causations of that. OK, Reginald, thank you so much for being on my show. As You know, as I usually, um, you know, like to have a, a more of a sign off, but I appreciate your comments. Um, I will talk to you, my listeners on the radio next month. Please, please, please be kind to yourself first and then to others. Keep the faith knowing that things are going to get better. This is Teresa E. Keeves signing off. Make it a fantastic day.